This episode of Saturday Morning Rewind is brought to you by Voice Chasers. Find out more about the voice actor you hear on this episode at VoiceChasers.com. Voice Chasers, celebrating the art of voice acting since 1996. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. A show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, the show that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. Of course, my name is Tim Nadell, and if this is your very first time checking out our podcast, first of all, welcome. Please make yourself feel at home and check out our back catalog of interviews. We've had a ton of amazing guests on our show, people like Ed Asner, Kevin Conroy, Rob Paulson, Adrian Barbeau, Nancy Cartwright, Corey Burton, and of course, the great Jim Cummings who makes his triumphant return on this episode. This is actually his fourth appearance on our show. With my first interview, we talked about his whole kind of career condensed down to a 50-minute conversation. Second interview was all about Goof Troop. Third time round was all about DuckTales. And for this episode, we are talking all about Tailspin, where he voiced, of course, Don Carnage. Greetings and salivations, fellow aviator. It is I, that panic-provoking pirate, Don Carnage. Louie. Oh man, Baloo. Sometimes running this place is like working in a zoo. And honestly, a million other characters on the cartoon. It is easily one of my favorite underrated Disney cartoons. I mean, I know it was beloved by lots, but you don't hear about it that much, as, as much as DuckTales and Darkwing Duck. And honestly, it's just as good as those two cartoons. But of course, make sure to check out our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Check out our donation tab if you want to help us out financially. We have a Patreon or just a GoFundMe. And while you're on there, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of those links are on our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. One more quick thing. I will be making an appearance at LA Comic Con. It's Stanley's Comic Con. End of October. I'll be there for all three days. So if you see me, come give me a hug, you know, handshake, whatever. You know, it'd be great to see all of you guys there. But anyways, you don't want to hear me babble this whole time. Here is my interview with Jim Cummings. I was sitting watching TV with my girls. I have three girls a few weeks ago uh-huh. watching Tailspin. And I was like, you know what? Tailspin is one of the most underrated cartoons of all time, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, how uh, were you watching it on uh, on DVD? Yep. I have all the sets on DVD. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, I agree. And uh, so I wanted to get up with you and, and talk a little bit about Tailspin since it's a, a classic sure. that more people need to watch, honestly. Tell me about when you took on Don Carnage. What did they tell you they wanted out of you when doing his voice? Well, you know they uh, they uh, you know they don't really they have slight uh, ideas about a voice, but I mean you really it's you know it's more of the character. Mm-hmm. People say, well, it's a voice, it's a voice. It's actually you know we're, they're all characters first. That's just how they sound when they talk. Mm-hmm. You know um, that's you know it's. Uh, 
when it comes to voice actor, it's a small V and a capital A, you know. Uh, so I, you know, they, they wanted him to be just braggadocious and just full of himself, but, you know, uh, way, way, way overconfident that he should be <laughs> and just slightly inept as a result and uh, comedically so. And I, I just thought, well, you know, they, they wanted him to be, have a pirate an accent about this or that, you know, I, I thought um, the best thing to do is to give him an accent that <clears throat> is kind of a, a mishmash of several of them put together. And um, that way, no given country. Like I had some people thought he was from Russia. Wow. You know, and thought he was <laughs> thought he was Russian and other people thought he was Cuban or, or uh, some for, Is there French in there? Is that Spanish? You know, what is yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> he is from all, all of those, that's exactly right. He is a, a Russian Cuban who has a Spanish accent <laughs> from France. You know, uh, so, you know, that's that's kind of my approach there. And I always thought of him as uh, the first and maybe only Monty Python character to ever invade a Disney cartoon. Wow, I can see that. Because, it, because his sense of the absurd, was, you know, his, uh, you, you know, the way he looked at the world was, was very skewed, I thought. You know, and I, I just had a ball with him, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, out of all the characters you've done, I mean, you've done amazing, iconic roles, but to me, Don Connors is up there along with, you know, Winnie the Pooh and, and, and Darkwing Duck. Yeah. He's such yeah. an iconic and fun character. No, I agree. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I used to, I you know, the the characters that tend to, it seems like, uh, get, get people's attention the most or seem to be the ones that I end up, just ad living a lot on and having a lot of fun with, and I think that that per- comes through. I guess I hope. So a lot but of it was, uh, it, yeah. I, there was no telling what I would say. Wow. Um, you know, in those shows, <laughs> I just said anything <laughs> popped into my head. And they, they just would kind of get them a lot. And Disney just went along with you it. Know, they, they let you ad lib as you please, huh? Yeah. Well, as long as it doesn't take away from the story. Wow. You know, when when you ad lib and it takes away and it's just a, a momentary joke or something, that's that's not that good. Mel Brooks had a, a line about that. Uh, clever is never clever, but I mean, funny as f- or something. You know, it was something. It was kind of a rude <laughs> comment that he made to a friend of mine. But uh, meaning that as long as it contributes to the storyline and pushes the story ahead, yes. Yeah. But if it doesn't, then you can keep it. I know it's been a lot and, of years since Tailspin, but do you remember any of those ad libs that really stick out that you did? Oh gosh. Uh, well, I mean, you know, just different things, uh, like, um, you know, uh, if somebody would be knocking on the door and he'd be in, in his cabin and he'd be, you know, shadow fencing in front of the mirror and he'd say, and he would, I think the line was something like, come in. And then I said, if you have a present, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just, you know, get them, get them. You know, the the bad, the good guys were coming to save the day, and so we said, get them a lot. You know, nice, <laughs> yeah. Making that as a command, get them a lot, and you know, just you know, I would call them uh, different things like, uh, okay, Louis type of guy, you know, uh, okay, big fuzzy bear type of guy person. <laughs> what do you think you're going to, you know? You know, and he he just had his own uh, syntax and his own grammar. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. How can you say this when you know that I will saute your pinkies? You know? 
You wow. Know? So, uh, yeah, he had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with Takanashi. Yeah, I mean, you did a ton of characters on Talisman. I, I don't remember how many it was. Last time we talked, I think I had a number for you, like 60-something characters, I think it was. Oh, well, you know, I just uh, did something very interesting for the Disney Afternoon for D23, uh, you know, the, the yes. Disney yes. fan organization they had up there on the lot. And it was basically celebrating the Disney Afternoon in the 90s, you know, Gummy Bears, Tailspin, you know, um, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, uh, Aladdin, Darkwing, of course, uh, Goof Troop. And it, uh, they had a, a reel that they put up about, the, and it was all the Disney Afternoon theme songs and everything. And the very first thing that popped up was Jim Cummings voiced 30 or something major characters or so I, I found it on, uh, I, I put it on my Twitter. I can't remember exactly what it is. That sounds terrible. It's either 30 or 60 Yeah. or maybe 90. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I have to remember. I have to see it. It's been a couple of months, but it was, I thought, wow, I did. Wow. Somebody was busy sitting around counting. I know. Seriously. Because, uh, you know, yeah, I, you know, I mean, there was, uh, Cardonish and Louie, come to mind and then uh at that point i have to just stop and scratch my head i'm sure i was a couple of bad guys and a couple of good guys uh, on the show but uh you know Carna don carnage and king louis were my main guys that's for sure yeah louis like we talked about it in the very first interview i did with you i think it's been five years now how mm -hmm. you did such a great job as louis that disney got sued over your voice well, no, I don't think that was it. No, I think they just, they didn't get sued. They just didn't get to use him in Jungle Book 2. Oh, okay. That's what it was. But okay. I think, but, but that, but that, but that was more, that was based on the fact that, uh, there was a physical caricature of his face involved. And then when, when Disney does that, then the individual, the artist has a bit more of a stamp. It's kind of like Robin Williams' genie. Yes. Okay. That it makes plenty of sense. Robin's face and nose and everything. And it's, it's that kind of a thing. Okay. Yeah. It makes so much more sense now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, that's because other than that, you know, they're allowed to do an impression of the guy's voice. Exactly. But, yeah, that's why I found it kind of odd. Face is different. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So when when you first heard about Tailspin, you know, a, a different take on Jungle Book, I guess you can say, like a completely different take. What was your thoughts? I mean, they're taking a classic Disney movie. I think it's the very first Disney movie I saw in the theater actually as a kid. They're taking a beloved Disney mm -hmm. movie and totally flipping it upside down and changing it. What were your initial thoughts? Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't even think of it that way because it was uh, everything else was so different. It was really just uh, uh, Khan, Shere Khan, and King Louie and Baloo. Uh, you know, all the rest of, uh, you know, Bagheera wasn't there or the, the wolves weren't there, mm -hmm. you know. The only wolf that was there was Don Carnage, and he was definitely not uh, Mowgli's. No. Not related to Mowgli's, <laughs> not in Mowgli's <laughs> family. Um, you know, there was, uh, he, he was there, and I remember uh, in Plane Crazy, P-L-A-N-E, Crazy, they had a bit at the, uh, 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 a big stage show in the, in the 90s at Disneyland, and they invited me and my family on saw the show and there was a Don Carnage on stage and Louie and, uh, and it was really something. And, uh, we just saw bits of that at the uh, D23 convention too. And it was, uh, it was interesting because they had Don Carnage out there. He was providing the bad guy friction for the stage show mm -hmm. and who walks out, but fat cat from Chippendale rescue Rangers. And that oh, was me also. Wow. So 
so I was providing bad guys galore no and, and and one good guy being Louie. And uh, so it was just a lot of fun. And uh, But, you know, the, they chose to have the evil represented by two different shows. And one, <laughs> and I was thinking, what is Fat Cat doing here? He's, he's not in this universe. You know, it's a different, he's, what is right with this picture? Well, so, now, it, you know, it was fun. Well, now it can totally be in the same universe because they just, you know, rebooted the DuckTales franchise. And in the first couple episodes, they actually mentioned St. Canard and uh, Cape Suzette. And so who knows? Maybe we'll see a Chipmunks, you know, Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, and, and DuckTales, Darkwing Duck mixed in there. I would not be surprised. No, yeah. I wouldn't be well, either. you know, well, they're all, uh, they're all about the same size. They can, uh, you know, Ducks and Chipmunks, they're... They've interacted before. Okay, so let's flip the gears a little bit and talk about one of my favorite ducks of all time, Darkwing Duck. He was last seen on TV years and years ago in the 90s. What is it like to know that he is so beloved by so many fans still today? Well, you know, it's great. It doesn't even, doesn't even I don't even think about it as that long ago because, uh, you know, he seems to be so, so very much alive at everybody, every convention I go to, Half the people that come up to me are talk, always, they want to talk about Darkwing. And I've got little seven-year-olds, 10-year-olds that are cosplaying Darkwing Duck. And, and uh, you know, sure enough, the dad will be coming up and he's got a stack of DVDs. He goes, yep, we're raising them right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, same here, same here. Yeah, my kids are in love with Darkwing Duck. Yeah, it's amazing. I, it's so, I'm so flattered and honored, you know, I love it. You, uh-huh. know, it's, uh, you know, the parents that grow up and say, here, you know, and I, and I kind of, I get it because, like, we we were in the uh, just you know, onomatopoeia version of cartoons lately, and I can't imagine like twenty years from now, kids going, you know, oh, boy, they just don't make those good old ogre and and, and flatulent <laughs> cartoons, and the ones with the burp. Remember the one? Oh, remember all the great burps? Oh gosh, yeah, that that was the golden days of, of animation. You know, I don't think it's going to happen. No, no, <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> but you're so right. Nobody is going to be talking about. I mean, there's going to be there's certain cartoons I enjoy now, but for the most part, me and my kids we watch the old ones from the 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, in some old Looney Tunes, that yeah. kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the uh, the Wabbit coming out is going to be good. The new Looney Tunes show. Good, good. Some of those are pretty good. Yeah. And Puss in Boots on Netflix is great. Yeah, there's some good some stuff out there, but just nothing compares to you know. That's why people my age say that the 70s and 80s cartoons are the best in, in the early nineties, of course, too. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I have to agree. You know, it's, it's kind of like a golden time, you yeah. know, part it's coming back here and there, you know, little, little pockets of it. Yeah. And then, you know, on a completely different angle, I just recently, like six months ago, I bought up all the old Tasmania, although there's only one, there are two DVDs in there and uh, in the, uh, thing, but I think it's still only like 20 shows of, uh, Tasmania. And that was on in the, in the 90s as well. And yep. it, it's, I just, you know, it's hysterical. I yeah. forgot how funny all those were. Yeah, I just bought them about yeah. six months ago. I agree. Yeah, crazy good. And, of course, one of my other underrated cartoons was Bump of the Night. I guess not really a cartoon, but still animated. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The second, the, the season that no one will ever see was uh, astonishing. It was so much better than the first. What would we have seen but, in season the next season of Bump of the Night? Oh, I, you know, I don't remember, but it's, it's so much better. You know, it was just great. It's a yeah. shame that they never released that on DVD as well. Yeah, I agree. It'd be nice if they put up the second one, but they didn't, they didn't produce them, so. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, so if you can go back in time and work with any legendary voice actor from the past, who would you work with and why? Hmm. Oh, boy. Gosh, I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, I guess it would be, uh, I would like to walk into the room and see, uh, let's see, how about June Foray, Stan Freebert, <sighs> Mel Blank, Paul Freese. Oh, man. And uh, Frank Welker, we'll get him in there, and Sterling Holloway. Oh my God! And yes, that would do. A, that would do a pretty. That'd be a pretty good cartoon right there. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've worked with a few. You know, Paul Paul Winchell and uh, Frank Welker, and I've, I've uh, worked with them tons and tons. But uh, but that would be you know that would be a pretty good session right there. I worked with Stan Freeberg, and of course June, God rest her soul, she was the best. She yeah. was. Uh, she worked right up till. You know, I I saw her just a couple of years ago. Wow. You know, she's a hokey smoke. I know. I loved her. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But that would that would be a hell of a session. And the closest I uh, I, I did a couple of Flintstone Kids episodes with Mount Blank, but he wasn't there at the time. Mm. And uh, you know, there's the, the story about when I made my very 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 first demo tape, and I gave it to a friend who had an office next to. Mel Blank's down on Sunset. He saw him walking. He said, Mel, can you, you got a second? He goes, yeah, what, what's up? He goes, well, a friend of mine just made this demo tape piece. And this is 32, 33 years ago, you know. Uh, he said, uh, his name's Jim Cummings. You, you, you got a second to hear it? He goes, sure, sure, sure. So he sat down and he and he hits play and he Mel Blank looks up and he stops and he looks up at the ceiling, closes his eyes. And I wasn't there, so Ralph had to tell me, and he says, and, I, and he just tape starts playing and he starts smiling and he gets this big grin on his face. And when, when it's over, he stands up and he goes, smacks the desk and he goes, tell the kid he's got it. Wow. And he left. Man. And that was my, that was my big sighting. <laughs> wow. What a story. Yeah. That's pretty good. I was like, okay. <laughs> that's a pretty good, you know, ego boost right there. Yeah, I thought so. It was like Elvis telling you that you, you, you can play rock and yeah. roll. <laughs> I said, okay, thanks. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Well, Jim, I want to thank you so much for coming back on our show. This is actually your fourth appearance, so thank you so much. And uh, can you close out the episode as Don Carnage? Hello, hello, lucky persons out there in Toonville, wherever you are. This is Don Carnage. Don't forget to roll the R. You are listening you lucky thing, to the amazing Team 9L and Saturday Morning Rewindables. Don't forget to remember, stay tuned. I don't want to have to suck your pinkies. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.